We are in Ksubis Mem Gimel Amad Aleph towards the middle of the page, 43a. And we are continuing the Gemara. The Gemara is discussing uh, the following question. The Gemara was discussing what happens in general when there is a father in the picture, when the father is alive. So then he's obligated to support his children. And in addition to that, the daughter, if she makes any uh, money from work, so then she has she gives that to her father. Now this is only true if she's being supported by her father. However, if let's say it's a situation where the father cannot support her, um, cannot support her own his, his own child, so then anything that she makes actually goes to herself so that she can feed herself. It goes to her. Uh, we pointed out last time that if there's anything extra, so then that extra goes to the father. The word trying to deal with in our Gemara is what happens in a case where the father passes away and now the state is being held by the brothers, and so there's an obligation, an obligation for the brothers to support their sister uh, with through the estate of the father. And the question was, well, do we also say in this scenario that anything that she makes is given over to the brothers? So if Shesha said, yes, anything she makes is given over to the brothers, just like anything that the uh, mother makes, because the mother is also being supported by the estate of the deceased husband, anything that she makes is also given over to her her sons uh, for the future. Um, and Rishesha says the same thing is true with regards to the daughter. Uh, but we saw that others, uh, the Gemara uh, pushed back and dis- uh, presented an option to disagree, and we'll see that others explicitly disagree, um, that, that no, that she's allowed to keep it. It's different. The relationship that she has, the monetary relationship that she has between herself and her father is different than between herself and her brothers. When it comes to her father, anything she makes is given to her father. But when it comes to the brothers, the brothers are not the ones who are supporting her. It's not their own money. It's through the estate of the father. And so therefore, she's able to keep whatever uh, she makes. That, that was the uh, Gemara until now. Why we bring down this Gemara is because of the following question, which is based off of the end of our Mishnah. Masav Rav Yosef. Rav Yosef asks the following based on the last line in our Mishnah. Now it's important to note for uh, for this class that uh, we will have two different questions brought up from this last line of the Mishnah. The, the Gemara will now present one question. It will attempt to answer that question. And then the Gemara will say, no, maybe the, 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 there was really a different question. They had a different question in mind based on the Mishnah. So let's see this inside. The Mishnah said that let's say the father's alive. And uh, she works. She's working as the daughter. She's working, or let's say she finds something. She finds a lost object while the father is alive. And then, before the father is able to collect it, uh, the father dies. So then it's given over to the brothers. The Gemara is assuming, this Gemara is assuming, that that is an obvious halacha. That's an obvious law, because really the father deserves it. Uh, and if the father passes away, so because the father deserved it, it was just like just like in a case where... Uh, somebody, let's say, borrows money from the father and he hasn't paid back yet and then the father passes away. He's obligated to pay the next in line of the sons of this father. So too in this case, the daughter really uh, got it and should be given to the father. The father passed away, it's given over to the sons. So what is the point of our Mishnah? I, that, that's an obvious point. That, that's not something that the Mishnah had to teach us. So the Gemara says, maybe the following. 
The point is that only during the lifetime of the father. If she works during the lifetime of the father, so then in that case it's given over to the father. But the point of the Mishnah is But if the father were to pass away, and then she would make money from working, so then maybe it doesn't go to the brothers. Maybe she's able to keep it herself. And really it's the inference of the Mishnah that the Mishnah is trying to teach us. It's not necessarily the direct ruling of the Mishnah, but it's really trying to teach us a different point that really comes out of the Mishnah, which is that it's only given to the brothers when the father's still alive and she's working. But if the father were to pass away and then she starts making money, then she's able to keep it. So isn't this a proof that she's able to keep it? My love, aren't we discussing here a case where the brothers are supporting their sister because they have money from the, from the state of the father and she then is still able to keep her own money. She's able to keep what she makes. So the Mara says, no, you don't have a proof from our Mishnah. Lo, bishe'enanizonis. The case is where she's not being supported by the brothers. It's where there's not enough money. Uh, they're not being, she's not being supported by the brothers. If she's not being supported by the brothers, so then she's able to keep whatever she makes. That's an, that, that's obvious. That's definitely true. She's able to keep whatever she makes if she's not being supported by the brothers. The Gemara then asks, so then if this is true, so, ibishe'enanizonis, myelam remra. If that's the case, so then what is the point of our Mishnah? What exactly is the point of our Mishnah? Our Mishnah basically said two points. Number one is that if she makes money during the lifetime of the father and then the father passes away, it's given over to the sons. That's an obvious point. Just like if the father were to be owed money from a borrower, so then it's given over to the sons. This also would be given over to the sons. And if it's there to tell us the idea that, and if the father were to pass away, she's able to keep it for herself, but it's limited to a situation where the brothers aren't supporting her anyways, that's also an obvious point. So that's two obvious points. So then what is the Mishnah coming to tell me? So, uh, and the Gemara proves that it's an obvious point. As follows, The Gemara says, how do I know that's an obvious point? Because there, there's, a, there's a dispute. If a person has a non-Jewish slave, there's a, there's a dispute elsewhere. Uh, that discusses uh, what happens if a person has a non-Jewish slave, and they say, "Work for me, but I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna support you. I'm not gonna support you, but you still have to work for me." So there's a there's a dispute about whether or not that's acceptable. But everybody agrees. Everybody agrees if it's a Jewish slave, so then you can't do that. You have to support. You have to support your your Jewish slave. You're obligated. A master is obligated to support his Jewish slave. And if that's true for a Jewish slave, so then all the more so that's true for your own daughter or for the sister, for sure. Um, a person can't do that. A person can't say that I get you whatever profit you make, even though I'm not going to support you. doesn't work like that. doesn't work like that, for sure. If she's not being supported by the brothers, she's able to keep, uh, she's able to keep her, uh, uh, her money, the money that she makes. So then what's the point of the Mishnah? So the Gemara says as follows. He explains as follows. When it comes to um, the situation of a father and daughter, where the father is not able to support his daughter, unfortunately. Not able to support his daughter. Um, again, we're talking about it here all at a younger age where it's not, it's not normal and it's not um, common to have your own job. It's someone at an age where she's much younger and she's not able to have her own job and to support herself. But she she's not able she's not able to be supported by her father. So what does she do? She goes out and she works. 
So in that case, she's able to keep her own money, for sure. However, if she works uh, to such a degree where she has extra, above and beyond what's necessary for herself, so then she has to give it to her father. So says Rabbi Barullah, one might have thought that in our case, we're not talking about a father, we're talking about brothers who are support, who, who are not able to support their sister. So then you might have thought, one might have thought to say, you know what? The sister could work on her own and the prophet, she's able to keep it. She's able to keep whatever she makes. But let's say she makes extra. Let's say it's a case where she make, goes above and be, she makes above and beyond what's necessary for herself. Maybe one might have thought that that should be given over to the brothers. That should be given over to the brothers. That's the point of our mission. Our mission is telling us that no, even that she's able to keep for herself. It's different than the relationship that she has with her own father. When it comes to the father, she has to give it to the father. But when it comes to the brothers, who are not even supporting her, but and the father passed away, so you might have thought that maybe she should be given over to the brothers. Um, and the point of our mission is to say that no, uh, she is able to keep it for herself. Maybe that's the point of the Mishnah. That's what that's what Rabbi Barula wants to suggest. Now, the Gemara is about to ask, but no, that's uh, that's an obvious point. Why would you ever think that uh, she would have to give the extra to her to her brothers? The brothers are not even supporting her. It's obviously a different type of a relationship. One could understand that if she's making money, the father's not able to support her, so then she's able to keep what she needs for herself, but the extra should definitely go back to the father. One could understand that. But in terms of the relationship that she has with her brothers, just be, she, she's not being supported by the brothers in any any way. So uh, the Gemara is about to respond back by saying, "You're going to tell me that you might have thought that she has to give the extra to the brothers? Why would you? Why would you uh, think such a thing?" Amar Rav Rav says back, "Gavar Rabbi Kravyosef lo yada deka hadafa the kamosif tiyufta." Rav Yosef knew this. The one who asked the question from our Mishnah, he knew this, and, and he can, he knew this concept of hadafa of extra, but he still asked from our Mishnah because at the end of the day. Uh, we have we have we have a question. Uh, we have the question from our Mishnah. Can't we prove uh, from our Mishnah that in in a situation where she's being supported by the brothers, maybe the point of the Mishnah is that in a situation where she's being supported by the brothers, um, that uh, that she would she would have to uh, she would have to give the extra to uh, she would have to give what she makes to her brothers. I apologize. The the, the last line uh, I misread. It's really supposed to be as follows. The, the last line is as follows. That, yeah, so we just ended off by saying, what's the point of the Mishnah? Taking it back a, a few steps. What's the point of the Mishnah? The point of the Mishnah is that uh, for the case of where she makes extra. She's not being supported by the brothers, but she makes extra. You might have thought that the brothers should receive the extra amount. No, she's able to keep it for herself. Rava then comes back and says, Rav Yosef, who had the question from the Mishnah, knew I, I said before that it was obvious. No, it's that he knew that that was the point of the Mishnah. He knew that that was the point of the Mishnah. The point of the Mishnah is to tell you that the extra amount she's able to keep for herself, that, that's the, that's what Rav Yosef already knew that. So when he asked from the Mishnah, it could not have been about that point because he knew that the point of the Mishnah is to tell you that when she's not being supported by the brothers and she works on her own, so then she's able to keep it for herself, but the extra you might have thought should be given to the brothers. No, the point of the Mishnah is to tell you that she's able to keep it for herself. So what was Rav Yosef's question? Rav Yosef knew all of this. So what was Rav Yosef's question? So again, we had a question from the Mishnah from Rav Yosef. We, and, and he tried to prove, uh, we thought that he was trying to prove that even when she's being supported, she's able to keep her own money. The Gemara said, no, not so fast. Maybe the case of the Mishnah is where she's not being supported by the brothers. If so, what's the point of the Mishnah? The point of the Mishnah is to tell you about the extra. You might have thought the extra amount that she makes above and beyond what's necessary, she go to the brothers. No, the point of the Mishnah is to say, She's able to keep it for herself. But then what was Rav Yosef trying to... Rav Yosef knew this. 
So what was Rabbi question from the Mishnah? So this was, we're now up to the second question from the Mishnah. The Mishnah said, again, during the lifetime of the father, so then if she, um, if she made money from work or she finds something, so then uh, if it was before they collected and then the father passes away, before they collected, so then it's given over to the brothers. So I understand, says the Gemara, if she works and before it's collected means that the boss uh, never paid her. Uh, she never received the amount, uh, the, the payment for her work. She never received that. So even though she never received it, it's still given to the brothers. But with regards to finding something, the fact that she found something on the street, something of value on the street, the moment she picks it up, that's collected. What does it mean that? Uh, what does it mean that she didn't she didn't collect it yet? The moment she finds it and picks it up, it's been collected. That doesn't mean that it has to be given over to the father. It means it has to be she, she picks it up, that it's been collected. So, so what's the case here where it's not being collected? So the the Gemara of Yosef says, you know what? The case of of the the mitzia, of finding something, it's really out of context. Obviously, she finds something, she picks it up, it's hers, so then it belongs to the father. Right away, it belongs to the father. The father passes away, obviously it goes to the brothers. It's already been collected. The one case where, it's, where it hasn't been collected yet is, is a case where she's working because uh, she was never paid. So what's the point of the Mishnah mentioning the case of a Mitziah, of where she found something? It's rather there to tell you a whole separate point. It's to tell you to make a connection between... Uh, finding something and working to tell you that what? Rav Yosef says that the point of the Mishnah to bring in the case of a Mitziah, of where she finds something, is to tell you that there's a connection. That just like when it comes to finding something, when the father's alive, it's given over to the father. And as we pointed out in the last class, however, once the father passes away, even in a situation where the brother supporter, everybody agrees if she finds something, she's able to keep it. It's not a common occurrence. Nobody had this in mind that this should be part of the ksuba, that she has to return uh, uh, something that she finds to the brothers. That's that's an obvious point that everybody agrees to. She's able to keep that herself. The point of the mission is to say, and when it comes to her working, the same halacha is true. The same law is true. But also, when it comes to her working, it's really it's hidden in the Mishnah. It's not found. It's not explicit in the Mishnah. But just because we added that case, the case of where she finds something, it's there to tell you that the same thing is. There's a connection between these two cases. The same thing is true in a case where she she she's working. So then, anything she makes is given to the father. However, when the father passes away, it, it's not given over to the brothers. And that's the proof from the Mishnah. That itself is the proof from the Mishnah, from the from the from the added case that's brought in the Mishnah, where she finds something which is really. Superfluous. It's unnecessary. Uh, so it's there to teach you that there's a connection between finding something and working. And in both cases, if it's after the father passes away, it is not given over to uh, the brothers. That is the proof from Rav Yosef of our Mishnah. Let's just continue on with the Gemara, and hopefully we will uh, finish this Gemara and conclude and begin a new Mishnah in the next class. Says the Gemara, Itmar Nami. We have a similar statement. We're going we're to bring down a similar statement that it's given. she's able to keep it herself. When she's being supported by her brothers, which we really mean that by the father's estate, but it's in the hands of the brothers, so then whatever she makes, is, she keeps. she's able to keep for herself. So, Amar of Kahana, my Tamar of Kahana says, what's the source? How do we know this? Based on the verse. The Pasuk, the verse says, that when it comes to non-Jewish slaves, uh, it's given over to your sons. If a, if a if a man 
has uh, has non-Jewish slaves and he passes away, the, it's just it's transferred over to the sons. But it says, "Osim lebenechem." Those non-Jewish slaves are given over to the sons. V'lo benosechem lebenechem. Ma'agich inadam morish tzuchos pito. But it's there to tell you only non-Jewish slaves are transferred over to the sons, but not anything that has to do with the daughter. Anything that has to do with the daughter, any zuchos, any jurisdiction that the father has over the daughter, that is not given over to the sons. And therefore, we see from here that the sons do not have any right whatsoever in anything that she makes. The jurisdiction is not transferred over. It, the jurisdiction is transferred over when it comes to a non-Jewish slave, but not when it comes to any jurisdiction the father had over his daughter. The Gemara questions this. The Gemara says, can we actually bring a proof here? Is this with regards to all forms of jurisdiction over the daughter? Uh, the Gemara asks, maybe we're not that 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 rule, uh, the expounding of that verse is only with regards to certain forms of jurisdiction, such as, uh, as we mentioned before, uh, as we've, we've had in the beginning uh, of this chapter, um, cases of pitui and ones, of seduction and rape of a girl, uh, where the fine is given to the father. So maybe in those cases it's not transferred over to the brothers, um, or or certain situations as, as uh, of chavalov where it causes a wound, um, and she has a, a and there's pegam there's a depreciation of her value due due to that wound as we will see in the gemara. So maybe the gemara says it's not a full proof because maybe this uh, pasuk this verse is limited to certain forms of jurisdiction. But how do we know that it's also including? Uh, the 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 rights that the father has to how much she makes maybe that's also maybe maybe that part is also transferred to the brothers so the, the gemara just has a small tangent here and says chavalos tzara degufen in what do you mean if she has a wound if she has a wound we know from elsewhere that any pain that she suffers from that wound she gets the father does not get if it's pain then she receives that payment it's on her body she receives that payment. So the Gemara points out when we're talking about a wound, we're talking about not a case where there's a where there's pain from the act, but it, it, there's a lowering of her value, um, and that is given over to the father. And the point of the pasuk, the point of the verse, is to tell you that that might be given over. That's not given over to the son. So the Gemara sort of rejected this. Uh, it's not a full proof from this verse because the Gemara says maybe the verse when it says that. The rights of the father is not given over to the brother. Is maybe it's limited in scope. Maybe it's limited to cases of fines or of uh, the lowering of her value because uh, something happens to her. But it's not talking about a case of of the Gemara suggests. They're, they're, they're suggesting maybe it's not referring to a case where um, she makes money. Maybe when she makes money, it is in fact given over to the brothers. We have a similar statement. Amar of Zera, Amar of Masna, Amar Rav, Amar Ilam, Rabbi Zera, Amar of Masna, Amar Rav, Basin Yisus Ben Achim, Asiadela Atzma. Another opinion of Rav, another source of Rav that says that that no, anything she makes, she's able to keep for herself in a situation where the father passed away, and he even quotes this verse as a proof. Derchiv, the same verse that we had before. V'istachaltem osam lebenechem acharechem, osam lebenechem v'lo benosechem lebenechem magid shein adamorish tzuchos bito liveno. That she's able, she's able to keep it for herself. Uh, the verse says that the only thing that's transferred are the, are the, is the jurisdiction over a non-Jewish slave, but not anything that the father has with regards to his daughter. So, Amr le'avimi barpapi shakod amra. Avimi barpapi says that the one who said the statement was not Rav, it was the person who was shakod, who was quick and fast, uh, um, somebody, somebody who was very quick, 
Um, and uh, we follow his opinion, which is, who is that? Manu uh, Shmuel, it's referring to Shmuel, not to Rav. The Gemara asks, Harav Amre, but the, the one who said the statement was Rav, it was not Shmuel. The point is that both Rav and Shmuel, they both say that she's able to keep it for herself. Uh, once the father passes away, it's not given over to the brothers. And just to conclude, the Gemara says, how do we follow? In Ardai, we say, they follow the position of Rav Sheshis to say that it is in fact transferred over to the brothers. However, um, Rav Ashi says that uh, we follow uh, we follow Rav, who says that she's able to keep it for herself, and that is in fact the law. That's in fact the law. The law in the end of the day is that she is allowed to keep it for herself. It's very different from a situation where the father is alive, and then she has to give it to her father. Okay, we'll continue with the next Mishnah in the next class.